honestly, it sucks to me to see the amount of homeless people in the U.S. Yeah, it's insanity to me. Even if it is not actually burning down around you in terms of a county school, some parts of the world, it meta yes, America is on fire. Because social investment costs money and getting upset about people's personal choices doesn't keep everyone focused on the things that don't cost billionaires any money. Yeah, it, it is definitely sleight of hand. I don't get nurse stuff as I have never taken a nursing class, but America is very classist and racist and it is just so stupid. The school system is so broken to the point that I sometimes almost have to break down getting up in the morning because of bullying. And school is just so messed up. I feel that if I, uh, if we actually came together and tried to fix our economy, homes, schools, maybe life would be a little better for all of us. Even the people who want to argue, just to argue our country is doing just fine. No, it is fucking not. Look around, even if it is not actually burning down around you in terms of economy, school, some parts of the world, it absolutely is. Yeah. Me too, random Jen. My, my indignance and rage against the injustices that I see around me is, has always been very high. And I've never really known well how to manage that. Um, and I struggle with it a lot. This has happened largely because whenever the housing market crashes, corporates buy them in hard cash, which is a deal taken uh, before a civilian who needs to wait for loan approval. Then they, the company rents them out with fees, credit checks in blocks based on credit, and essentially making a home cost three more times more your pay for a month while needing an upfront pay of three months of pay and then added shit of application fees and we won't get into the homeless job search woes. I mean, yeah. And the thing that people don't understand is that it is to a company's profit to maintain empty um, units. So it, it it is profitable for a company to have empty units. So it does this weird inflation thing where it makes a market more desirable and appealing. So yeah, yeah, they aren't interested in filling all the homes. They're interested in making a smaller group of homes a higher profit generators. They're not interested in housing people. They're interested in making profit. I mean, it's, it's crazy shit. And I think that... We have forgotten a lot about the importance of taking care of each other. For example, in New York, there is a law to cap the renter application fee at a set price, but companies charge much higher than those. If people point this out, they are told the house is not available anymore. Uh, they are refunded, and then the next day, the house is listed again for rent. Yep, that happens all the time. And in the United States, as long as they are refunded their money, it isn't pursued. So you have the choice of paying the over the law limit in order to have a chance of getting a house or complaining about it and then not getting a house and not seeing justice pursued. So you're in this rat race. And this is the this is the challenge for America is that we are caught in having to play the game in order to survive. And it's harder to see how these people become indifferent to that. Like, they get used to seeing homeless people like it's not their issue caring for others. I mean, it, humane to care for others, what happened there? Well, part of it adds is out of sight, out of mind. So there's a lot of sleight of hand happening in America where we make sure that the disabled are not seen. We make sure that the homeless are not seen. We make sure that any of the undesirables are not seen and not in the faces of people so that you don't have to think about it. Just like we don't like thinking about death and dying and disease. 
we do our best to hide those people by making it illegal for homeless people to sleep in public locations. Things like that. There are actually laws that prohibit people from sleeping on a park bench because that would allow the homeless person to be visible to the people that don't want to see them. So some of it is just actual ignorance because you don't see it. You don't realize how much of an issue it is. And because you are not taught these things in school, you're taught America is the greatest. You are raised with an ideological delusion. And then on top of that, you are taught that you being in the favored classes And if you are the person who is renting homes, you are in the favored classes, that you are important and you are valued and that you should be getting things and that you are entitled to things, whether you really are or not is irrelevant. So there's a lot of cultural layers that go into people being very ignorant and blind to the social issues that are happening in this country. And this is why I say that Um, educating, advocating, and relating are super important. We need to be speaking out about what is happening in order to educate people to, so that they have the opportunity to make a different choice. If someone doesn't really realize what's happening, they aren't going to make another choice because they don't know it's a problem. The number of laws against the homeless is staggering. I agree. It's mind-boggling to me. There are literal architectural additions to prevent sleeping on surfaces. Yeah, like... We are anti-homeless and the corporate world does what they can to make sure that the average consumer and the average person of moderate wealth doesn't have to experience the reality of the poor and the homeless. We have culturally engineered our society to put those things out of mind. We have done this with the way that we Um, engage socially. We've done this with the way that we build our environments. We've done this with the way that we design our laws. Like the entire system is structured to put the undesirables out of vision. Unfriendly, homeless, urban architecture, designing places that are impossible for to be sleeping or laying on. Yep, that's a thing. That's a very common thing. Plus those who are often care about the suffering people are often also suffering are not in a position to actually help emotionally economically or socially without sacrificing themselves in an escapable hole yeah so a lot of the people who are crying for rights are because they are oppressed so yeah I've made a conscious effort to educate my children about these kinds of issues and seeing them grow into empathetic humans is genuinely wonderful yeah I will say that there's a lot of challenges to having chronic illness and being neurodivergent. But one of the benefits of having chronic illness and neurodivergence is that my challenges were inescapable from Sarah Salk's view. So she absolutely right up in her face all the time, every day of her life had to see the challenges that were put in front of people who were discriminated against. Um, she saw the challenges that disabled people faced and the way that I wasn't taken seriously, the way that I was gaslighted by people in culture and the medical system, the way that people who are neurodivergent and disabled are undervalued. And it absolutely raises someone to be more empathetic and more open-minded and more aware of what's going on in the country. So that's definitely a benefit that I, I have in my, um, shortcomings and my hurdles.
it's always the poor trying to help the poor. We have a saying meaning that in Mexico. Absolutely. The, the rich aren't interested in helping the poor. The rich want to stay rich. Uh, now consider that a huge number of Americans' homeless population are veterans struggling with PTSD and other post-war trauma. I'm also chronically ill and neurodivergent. I feel you. Yeah. <laughs> the people who are homeless are veterans, are more likely to more likely to be veterans, are more likely to be um, disabled, are more likely to have been the victim of some kind of horrendous trauma. Um, they're more likely to have a mental illness, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. These are the undesirable and underserved populations. And historically, prior to um, the deinstitutionalization movement, and these people were institutionalized. We didn't want them. We didn't like them. We didn't want them as part of our culture. We didn't want them as part of our society. So we stuck them in a building and we institutionalized them and we just removed them from our culture that way. With the deinstitutionalization movement in America, these people have shifted from being put into institutions to being homeless. And then those laws have changed so that those homeless people are now shunted and not viewed. So nothing has changed. Um, they're still living very horrific, marginalized lives where their basic needs are not being met. I feel like the world needs to remember the other half of the eats the rich saying, when the poor have nothing else to eat, they will eat the rich. America is despondently close to this. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be a point when we collapse because it's not sustainable or the American people get so angry that they just revolt and we have civil war. It's coming. And there's all this yay veterans BS that just makes me want to scream about the blatant hypocrisy. Absolutely. Like America is all about like, oh, our veterans, they're like this special status. They fought for us and we have a holiday for them. And we don't take care of them. We make them endure very fucking horrific things on our behalf. And then we do not take care of them at all. Not even remotely. Not even a little. We don't take care of their health. We don't take care of their mental well-being. We don't even ensure that their basic fucking needs are met. It's disgusting. I hate Americans' hatred towards homeless people because it's not their fault. They get caught in a loop where their clothes get bad and then they get smelly from having to sleep outside and not having a living situation to shower and have basic human needs. And then when they try to get a job to afford things that should be human rights, the people hiring don't want them because they look unappealing to the eyes or smelly or disgusting, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, it's a trap. Being poor is a trap and it costs money to make money. You have to be able to afford a car in order to be able to drive to your job or transport, um, even if that's just the fee to get onto the subway. Um, you have to be able to afford clothing that is appropriate to your business. You have to be able to afford the basic hygienic standard. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. There, there. You have to be able to spend money in order to make money. That That is just the basics of economics. And they don't get a chance to get better. And they have to resort to things like stealing or begging just to get by. It disgusts me. Absolutely. I mean, people don't... Like, when you ask children what they want to be when they grow up, people aren't like, I want to be homeless. Or, I want to be a thug. Or, I want to rob people. Like, these are not life aspirations. Like, nobody woke up one day and said, this is, this is my goal in life. Like, that shit ain't what we dream of. 
if we took care of people's basic needs, they would start dreaming again rather than being desperate. Because basic needs, again, that Maslow's hierarchy of needs, if that basic tier is not met, they can't address any of those other tiers. And you will do whatever is necessary to not fucking die. That is that basic foundation. And if that means stealing, you're going to steal. It doesn't matter what the law says. You're you're going to choose to not die. That That's what people do. Or they die. And we don't seem to give a fuck about that either. Like their moral high ground earned them nothing. America is almost to the point where the poor are so poor that there is literally nothing left to lose. And then there is likely to be immense angry revolt against the aristocrats of the US. Absolutely. Americans are already at the point where there's nothing to lose. I mean, when, when you have huge swaths of the population whose basic needs are not being met, there isn't anything to lose. I wish we could take care of everyone like we take care of those that we love. Yeah, yeah, like just basic. I don't even think that we need to do it at the level that we take care of people that we love. But I do think that people are entitled to having their basic needs met. I think that should be a human right. And this is just scraping the surface of the homeless struggle to escape the poor, like dress code, cards, etc. I think it's messed up how the government lets our vets be homeless. Yeah, it's insanity. It's absolutely insanity. The issues that they're facing are because of us, and we're not even willing to repay them for that. And then America shoves them in jail for years, which gives them even more stigma against getting on their feet. Oh, yes. The, like, jailing stigma. Like, whew, it goes back to that high incarceration rate. No excuse for having our veterans sleeping on the streets. No, there isn't. There isn't any excuse for having any person of any status but it seems more egregious when it's someone who is on the streets because of what they have done for your country. The world would be a better place by far, but sadly in America, many people treat those who they love very poorly too. Absolutely. I agree. Americans don't know how to take care of people. Even if they're people that they love, they don't know how to take care of themselves. They don't know how to take care of other people. We're just fucking awful to other human beings. We're not even usually that reliable at being good to ourselves. I hate that that's true. America is so fucked up that people do not have to resort to drastic things because no one gives them a chance. And then, like you said, people throw them in prison, which makes it even harder for them to get back to the basic living situations. Yeah, it's this this awful, awful cycle. I think that transportation plays a big role, especially in states like Texas. Yeah, right now, like, yeah, there's a lot of states that transportation is a huge factor. Like, I can't speak to Texas. I haven't lived there. But, you know, in Maine... I have never had a place of an employment. Like my average driving time is a half an hour. Like I would have much less job opportunities if I had to be in walking distance. Absolutely. I don't know. I love those I love better than I do myself. And that is true for some people. But what's real is that many Americans do not know how to take care of other people. They don't know how to take care of themselves. They don't know the difference between a need and a want. The public transportation in America is so poorly supported that if you don't own a car then it is a small act of god to do adulting because we don't have that fundamental core infrastructure we historically put our infrastructure into the car rather than trains and buses and 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 other types of public transportation absolutely and also media makes people scared of homeless people like they are going to rob you at every corner when they're just trying to get by and that makes them get less donations and even more stigma absolutely the media portrayal of the marginalized societies is not an accident. It is programming. They are undesirable and they want, you know, the corporate world wants them to stay undesirable. 
And who controls the media? The corporate culture, the corporate world. They're the businesses that are deciding what is shown on our television, what what commercials, what programming, all of that. They decide these things for us. So it is not an accident that the marginalized people are demonized in our media. It is, you are marginalized and we want you to stay marginalized. Because how do you justify making profit at the expense of other human beings if they are not less than, if they are not unworthy, if they are not undesirable, if they are treated, if they are viewed as equals and equally valuable and equally human, and we promote that value in our culture, you cannot justify ethically and socially destroying another human being for the sake of profit. So it is not in the corporate interest to unmarginalize and undemonize those marginalized populations. The marginalized populations are absolutely going to consistently be portrayed negatively in the media because it is to the corporate profit margins benefit for those people to be demonized because those are the people whose backs the corporate world is built on. We can't justify destroying real people. And the hate speech and smear campaign against the fellow human just trying to survive is absolutely disgusting. Yeah. Sadly, many Americans genuinely love another person but have been in abusive environments to point that they do not know how to properly love themselves and each other, even when they honestly want to treat others better. The cycle of systemic and social abuse are brutal and harder to escape. Uh, also, just what gender you are assigned at birth and socialized as greatly changes how well you take care of others versus yourself. Yeah. So this is what we talk about in psychology all the time as the cycle of violence. So when you are raised in a, a, a culture, that becomes your norm. And you don't even know as a child that this is not the normal, healthy, good way to treat people. And it isn't until you have experienced something other than that, that it challenges this base core belief that you are raised with. So if you are raised with this idea that men are more important than women and that women can be abused, say that that is the cultural belief that you are raised in and your father has beat the ever-living shit out of your mother and this is the culture that you are raised in. Until you experience something other than that culture, this is your normal, this is okay, and this is healthy because you have nothing to compare it to. So until you get out into the larger world and you see an environment that is different, where people are treated in a different way, your understanding of how to treat people will not be challenged. So if you are maintained in that culture, you will maintain that cycle of violence and the victim will become the victimizer because you believe that this is the normal, healthy way of treating human beings. And it's even worse when it's a homeless person of color because racist media has made people of color demonized and treat as if they aren't human. And then all of the hate speech, homeless assault add up um, with the people of color hate speech and, and people of color assault to make a miserable life for people of color homeless. Yeah. When you start adding those categories of undesirable when you have one, it's bad. If you have two, it's really bad. If you have three, it's fucking horrendous. So the more categories of undesirable that you have, the more difficult it, act, it becomes. So whether that is homelessness, 
race, gender, um, sexual orientation, neurotype, um, mental health, um, any, any undesirable category, the more of them that you have, the more hurdles and the more difficulties that you will face in being able to achieve wellness in this country because the systemic problems are so completely profound. I live in the Bronx and love those I do, but I don't like people. People suck. And this mentality of I love my people, but not other people is a very American thought of us and them. I mean, creating this, this world of otherness. And it is a large part of why we have the problems that we have. I refuse to buy into the idea of otherness. We are one people of the human race. That's it. That's the one group. Any other group is a social illusion, has been socially created in order to marginalize, in order to demonize, in order to oppress. These lines that we draw between ourselves and other people are not important and they are not fucking real. The more we us and them, the more we otherness, the more we can justify not caring about the other. That's what sociology has taught us. Right, and those are the two categories that you've decided to create. Those that I know and those that I don't. And you've made those others, the I don't knows, the others. And by your own statement, you love and care about the people you know, and you don't for the people that you don't know. So you value the people in your group more than the other people. And this is the problem. These are the problems that we see in America, and it's very insidious. And those boundaries of otherness have a lot of layers and have a lot of reasons that they exist. It can be for a lot of Things like I know them, I don't know them. It can be race, it can be class, it can be gender, it can be where you were fucking born, what country you came from. There's a lot of illusions that create this sense of self and other that allow us in America to denote one group having more value than the other. And the challenge to this is that they are so inherently ingrained in our thinking, these biases that even when we know that they exist, it is difficult to work outside of those biases because it is so inherently programmed into our brains. Unfortunately, your brain works in a way that means the other them group means that you are more likely to be able to justify prejudice and discrimination against others. Um, the minute you label someone as other, as not me, as not my group, you allow for there to be value, value judgment. Like, I love my group, but not them. And see how that separates and divides and creates a value judgment that now the other people aren't as important and aren't as valued and aren't worthy? Because if you look at them as being truly worthy and truly valuable and truly equal to the people in your group, how can you separate them from your group? And how could you put them in anything but the one group of humanness? I have a few undesirable things about me, like I am non-binary, uh, arrow ace, I'm neurodivergent, and it's just, I feel like people 
sort others into groups like race, nationality, gender, identity, sexuality. But in reality, we are so different from each other. And it's just so sad that we have been made to think that social grouping is okay. Right. So the one thing that is guaranteed about humanity is its diversity. What we have seen in every culture, in every part of the world, in every time in history, is that humanity has always been diverse. We have never had a homogenous group. We never can have a homogenous group. It would be like the demise of our genes. Like our diversity is what allows humanity to thrive and to be so successful. Diversity is what gives us our racial strength, our species strength. So we should be celebrating our diversity because when something comes at us environmentally, that diversity means that we're statistically more likely as a species to fucking survive it. Diversity is strength. And our societies have chosen to create this illusion that diversity is undesirable and that it is somehow a weakness. And the reason that they have done this is for the benefit of greed and profit. The only people who benefit from grouping and marginalization are the people who are in power, who are getting more money and more benefits. The people who are oppressing are the only people who benefit from oppression. Having a good group of people does not eliminate the risk of being unintentionally cruel and dehumanizing to other people outside of that group. There's nothing wrong with a solid social group. Exactly. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't have social groups because having social groups is fundamentally a part of being human and is, like I've already talked about, um, we need social groups in order to thrive. But to say that some people don't belong and don't, don't have value is a very slippery slope. And we need to be very careful when we start making those other lines. And you don't have to love someone to be nice and respectful to them and their existence. I mean, that depends on how you define love. Love is a messy, complicated word. And the definition gets in the way because everybody's definition of love is really different. So I'll just go, me as far as the whole loving thing. But I will say that the spirit of kindness, this idea of working towards helping other people and working to meet the benefits and the needs of other people um, is always to the benefit of the whole and is always therefore beneficial to the individual. 